0: Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. we got 24 and a half minutes left on this show. Uh, Fred Jackson, good morning, Fred, again. Yes, sir. Ray Pritchard in Kansas City. Good morning, Ray.
2: Hey, Tim. Good to see you again.
1: And... Uh, we're in Tupelo, Mississippi. That's our national headquarters and our home studios. Uh, and by the way, folks, if you want to, if you're traveling and have an opportunity to stop and visit with us and see our place, we would love to have you. Especially if you write us checks to support. <laughs> huh? <laughs> we do favor people who financially support our ministry. I'm just not going to mislead people it, on that. It helps. Did in fact, pre- if you want to stop and leave us a check. You know that would be fine. Give you a free tour. Yeah, yep, Steve sure. Jordahl. Good hey, morning, Steve. Good morning. Um. So there you go. I was uh, one. Uh, one. I want to follow up just real quickly on what we were talking about with Alex, Ray, with you, and then Stephen. Fred can talk about this too. Um. It's really popular in especially American pop culture. To, um claim to be spiritual yeah. but but then want to say but i'm not for organized religion that's what they call it
3: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and so you you're not it's not very popular in america to be an atheist i mean that's still not something you say you know you get most people want to be connect want to be uh, they identify with some higher power right mm-hmm. but uh the re- Ray, I would submit that the reason a lot of people don't want to be identified specifically as a, well, you, why would you want to be identified as a Christian if you're not a Christian? But a lot of Christians, uh, when you see how condemning the world is against people who hold uh, fundamental, I would call them, beliefs, I would, traditional, orthodox, whatever you want to call it, where you literally believe the scripture, the Bible, and you want to right. obey it and follow God and give your life to Christ, and as I said earlier, Jesus said, "If you want to prove yourself, I'm paraphrasing now, as a follower of mine, you have to f- take up your cross daily and and uh, and follow me." That's that's hundred percent sold out commitment. So, yeah, uh, am I making any sense there? Uh, why why yeah. do people want to avoid a commitment? to something um, publicly? Well, we don't want
2: anybody else telling us what to do, how to live, who to sleep with. You mean that's the human condition? That's the human condition. I mean, we all want to. Why would we worship a God if we could come up with a system where we are our own God? where we could do whatever we wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw it put this way once, and it makes a lot of sense to me. Christians believe two things that go against the grain of not just modern culture, but the entire modern mindset, two things. Number one, we believe there is a sovereign God who rules and reigns over the universe. And number two, we believe that God has spoken. There is a God and he has spoken and we're all going to someday give an answer to him. Christians believe in the principle of authority. Sometimes we throw around the phrase, Tim, biblical authority, but we don't really ponder how significant that is. We believe there is a God who has the right because he created us to tell us how to live, live this way and be blessed like Psalm 1, or live that way and come under the judgment of God. We actually believe there's a God who's told us who we should marry, who we should not marry, uh, how we should treat other people, and who we should sleep with and who we should not sleep with. That is the biblical principle of authority. And that certainly, Tim, flies in the face of everything modern culture believes.
0: I'm reminded of the uh, Mike Tyson quote, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. We, we, yeah. we, we have a plan. We want to be our own gods, as it were. We want to make the rules for ourselves. But then reality punches us in the face, and we can't handle life. We can't handle everything. It's above us. It's above our pay grade. And that's when we stop being, like, that's when you stop being an atheist. It's when you something happens in your life that you cannot handle without uh, the help of a, of a loving God.
1: Yeah, and Fred, some of these um, <clears throat> uh, the, the the new age movement, if you want to call it uh, spirituality, th- those aren't necessarily the same thing. But uh, as 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 Ray said, we as humans don't want to be told by anybody how we need to live,
4: mm-hmm.
1: how we must live,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and the Bible does exactly that. <laughs> yes, in other words the 10 commandments and the sermon on the mount just to use an old testament and a new testament example of commandments from god those are absolute mm. and from god on high and there's no wiggle room there no nope. huh
3: no nope.
1: you can't you, you don't define for yourself thou shalt not commit adultery or you don't define for yourself uh, thou shalt not steal Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I switch over to King James all the time when I do the Ten Commandments, but, but I always have <laughs> I, I do, too. Do you, that's, too? That's, that's right.
2: That's how we learned it, Tim, <laughs> way back in the Is beginning. that what it is when we were ch- <laughs> kids? Right. We, we learned it. We were it.
1: kids, right. We learned it. Uh, but anyway, there, 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 when you submit your life to God in the Christian religion, if that's what you want to call it, mm-hmm. you have to conform yes. to a it's more than just a, beha- a code of behavior. I understand that, but morals and values and and the way you must live is is not uh, not uh, up for discussion. It's yep. from God, and you must ob- We must obey, right? And and to your point, there are six thousand years of proof
3: of what you say, uh, and it goes back to the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve decided to disobey the Creator there were consequences and on and on that story has gone down through time right up to today. Um, I grew up in the sixties and so I'm familiar with Woodstock and the attitude coming out of Woodstock. I'm, I'm a free spirit. I decide for myself what is right and wrong. Well, we've lived through the impact of that and that's where we get to today where we have people who openly advocate, including the current administration for killing unborn babies. I'm a free spirit. I decide what is right and wrong. There are consequences to it, and that's what you have to point to. Here's the proof that there is a creator, because when you go against what that creator has designed us to be, when you rebel, there are negative consequences, and we're seeing that over and over again. It is living proof of what Scripture says.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, the appeal, I guess you, you say, goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. The appeal that, and Ray mentioned it, the, the, the uh, appeal to our nature is to be our own gods. Yes. Yeah. For, first,
2: thing, first thing, the serpent said to Eve, go ahead, eat this. You shall be like God. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's a lie. And Jesus um, spoke to this over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Steve Jordahl. Hey. Good morning to you.
0: Hey, good morning, everybody.
1: You know, Steve, I haven't been rude to you. and
0: in- No, it's been a while, hasn't it?
1: <laughs>
0: We've gotten no emails in the
1: last three or four months saying, tell Tim to quit being rude to Steve. And so I just want to note that.
0: Well, I, personally, I'm very glad about that because I it uh, makes me a little uncomfortable to know that people Well, are- when I'm not rude to you? No, I'm used to that. <laughs> oh, don't when, say that, Steve. When people, when now people I can think email c
1: Steve's when, hurt by
3: you, When Tim. people
0: think it actually hurts my feelings that we're not having right. fun here, that kind of makes me uncomfortable.
3: You just wear that Madagascar shirt <laughs> yeah. again.
0: and I heard you, by the way, uh, Monday when I was gone, uh, talking about whether I was wearing my Madagascar shirt or not. And, yeah. and I wasn't.
1: W- will you wear that one day next week, maybe? Yeah. Your sure. Madagascar shirt? Sure, I will. And we'll... We'll highlight it there, on, there you our, go. on our... Put the filters on the camera. Put the <laughs> filters on the
0: camera, take a picture of it, post it on our Facebook page for those who aren't watching.
1: The history there is Steve grew up in Madagascar for how many years?
0: Uh, I spent five years, four four years there. One year in France and Switzerland learning the language, French. It's and French? French is their uh, one of their official languages. But
1: your parents were missionaries.
0: They were missionaries in Madagascar, yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, what kind of missionaries?
0: Uh, they went out with uh, what was at the time called the Conservative Baptist uh, Foreign Mission Society, CBFMS. Uh, it changed to a, different, a couple different names. I don't, I don't remember what they're called now. Venture Out? I don't remember.
1: Did, you st- did, but, you, uh, did, did they plant a church there, or what did you
0: do? My dad was in charge. <laughs> I have so much admiration for this man. Um, his job was to translate uh, seminary material from English to Malagasy hmm. and trained pastors over there. Um, there was no, this is 1969, there was no dictionary that went Malagasy, to uh, English now to Malagasy. That, what
1: the word you're mentioning is a, is a uh, break off of French?
0: No, Malagasy is a completely different language. It's the, it's the I, I don't know what its roots are, but it is its own language. Okay. French is, the, it was a French colony, so you can get along in French there. It's an official language of the country, but... Malagasy is the native tongue, and that's what the heart language, I guess, is what they call it. So um, my dad, (laughs) what they did was, mom and dad, and uh, they they learned French, and then they translated the material from English to French, and then from French to Malagasy. So imagine having to learn a language, a foreign language you've never spoken before, and he was probably in his late 20s, 30s. When he did this, uh, learn a language <laughs> that you've never spoken before and then have to translate something faithfully from uh, of uh, your language to that second language into a whole third language that you're learning. It's just amazing.
1: <clears throat> yes, but the, the applause you get and the recognition you get over there in Madagascar is worth the uh, – Well,
0: there will be applause and there will be recognition, but it's yet to come.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm tongue firmly planted in cheek. What I'm saying is you mentioned your admiration for your dad and the job he was doing. It was a calling. It was an evangelistic, uh, as I say, calling of God on his life. But to to labor in the way you just described a few minutes ago, translating this to that to the other, Mm -hmm. in probably a hut (laughs) – we, our our little house
0: we, we had an apartment okay we well, you busy, know what i'm yeah. saying
1: there's no glory in in that no. uh, except for
0: the glory that you get from there uh, will be there will be people in heaven who heard the gospel from a pastor in their in their own language because of what my dad did mm-hmm. and yeah. so i and i don't know how, how we're going to How many brothers and sisters did you have? I have one sister. Okay. And she was over there too? She was she's 2 years younger than me. Or how did you go to school when you were over there? Like there was American, what
1: what ages were we talking about? Here?
0: I was uh, nine when I got there. I was 13 or so when we left. And um, there was... A, Madagascar at the time had two international concerns that would bring people there. One, it had a NASA tracking station. So when the the Apollo astronauts would go around the world and, and they'd have the different tracking stations that would talk to them, one of them was in Madagascar. So there was a a... a Good deal of NASA people there. There was a NASA compound. Really? We'd go, yeah. We'd go. I remember walking into the room with the computer there. The computer was housed in a, a room as big as our our devotional room behind you there, almost. And yet, it, that's been reduced to the size of a of a Mac right now. But anyway, there was that, and then there was oil exploration. So Shell and uh, Mobile and those oil companies had people there. So there was an American community there, and they started an American school for. Uh, missionary kids and uh, american kids so i was schooled uh using a homeschool curriculum but it was a a a school with i'd say we had probably 40 40 kids in the school eight grades kindergarten through eight
1: Hmm. now that's an island off of
0: africa it is it's the fourth largest island in the world
1: off of east off the eastern
0: coast of africa off of yeah mozambique and tanzania are, are opposite it so are most of the people there muslims or what no, they um, they have a uh, an animistic um, uh, okay, uh, religion. Remember, we talked were we talked the other day about them digging up the the dead and ancestor worship. Mm. There's a lot of that. It's it's an old um, it's ancestor worship. It's um, there's right. a there's an amalgamation, kind of like voodoo,
1: or in a way, a or? little bit,
0: a little bit, yeah. without the pins and right. But it yeah, it's it's one of those kind of uh, yeah. old. Cult yeah. religions. That's yeah. The attraction of
1: Voodoo to me would be be able to have one of those dolls.
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> that
1: you could, you know, pin people.
0: That would be. <laughs> huh? You would you be.
1: <laughs> and you would
3: have a doll that kind of looks like. Oh, no, well, <laughs> <laughs> don't
1: finish that. Don't sentence. go there. Don't <laughs> I, I have some that people sentence. that come to mind, but you're, you you were wise to warn me against <laughs> saying it out loud. That's Bread. what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Uh, Steve, first hard news story you got over there.
0: Well, let's do this. Um, the uh, Last night, police in Baltimore or Boston, I'm sorry, responded to a bomb threat at Boston Children's Hospital. Someone called in, said there's a bomb that's going to explode at Boston Children's Hospital. Police came, checked it out, nothing. They didn't find anything. It was a hoax. Well, Boston Children's Hospital has been in the news kind of lately because it's been highlighted that this is the hospital that does these gender reassignment surgeries on children that will start the puberty blockers and the testosterone stuff and and help these kids mutilate their bodies. And so the first concern was, oh, some right-wing kook called in a, a bomb threat. Well, I want to tell you that Seth Dillon, who's the, the um, founder of the Babylon Bee, mm-hmm. has a serious side. And he is pretty sure that this wasn't – or he's – Putting money into his claim that this was not a, a right-wing lunatic, it was somebody on the left who wants to make those a Jesse
1: Smollett. A Jesse
0: Smollett, and in fact, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so he is offering twenty thousand dollar reward for information leading to the arrest of a person who made the bomb threat to Boston Children's Hospital. No matter no matter their affiliation, he'll pay it if if it. Did turn out to be a, a right-wing wacko. Um, but uh, he's betting that it was someone that's just trying to make us look bad. I'll well, that happens that.
1: all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time where, uh, I mean, that's why I'm skeptical immediately of a story like that. Because uh, over and over and over again, uh, they want to they claim somebody's threatened, right? Mm-hmm. Or somebody commits an act of vandalism or violence. And they want to say, look, it's the conservatives or right. it's the Christians that did this. And then the story breaks down and it turns out to be a hoax. Right. And that just happened. That's why immediately when I hear these stories, I just go, well, mm. let's just hold off a minute because...
0: It's interesting. Jesse
1: Smollett, Jesse Smollett type things happen
0: a lot. It's interesting. You mes- mentioned Jesse Smollett. Um, Victor Davis Hanson was on a, a talk uh, show a while back, and he he has the best explanation of this whole. It, I think they call it gaslighting, where you try to get somebody to believe something right. that's completely implausible and impossible. Listen to Victor Davis Hanson describing what happened in the Jesse Smollett thing cut eleven.
4: I'm going to create the most unlikely, impossible, illogical scenario in the world and I'm gonna make America believe it because they're so deranged that I can get away with it. And So it wasn't just, I'm African American, but I'm gonna be African American and gay. I'm not just gonna be African American gay, I'm gonna be African American and I'm gonna hate Trump. I'm not gonna be just African American and hate Trump, I'm gonna be young and hip on Empire. I'm not just gonna do all that, but I'm gonna be walking at 2 a.m. and I'm not just gonna be walking at 2 a.m., I'm gonna see two white guys who happen to be prowling around liberal Chicago. not just two white guys are doing it, they're gonna have a MAGA hat on. They're not just gonna have a MAGA hat on, two white guys with a MAGA hat and liberal Chicago are gonna say we're gonna prowl around because maybe Jesse Smollett, whom we immediately recognize and yell out, as the enemy of Empire, because we always watch Empire. And, you know, Bob says to Fred, let's go out and look for Jesse Smollett type people tonight. And by the way, let's take some lynch rope with us. And then Jesse's, and if that's not enough, let's get bleach that, that freezes at five degrees and we'll throw it and, and defy the laws of chemistry. It won't freeze in our case. And then not only will we do all that, we'll beat him up, and we're very big, but Juicy's very small, but he's a better fighter, and he's going to fight us off while he's got his sandwich in one hand and his cell phone in the other, recording the whole thing. That's what we were asked to believe, and the nation did. And so... (laughs) He's got a
1: Victor... uh,
0: Victor Davis Hanson. He's got a...
1: He could be a stand-up just, comic there.
0: If he didn't you know. work
1: out as a philosopher right? or <laughs> political commentator, he's excellent. By the way, anytime yeah. I hear him on Laura Ingram or one of those shows thing about it was what he just described. So fantastical, if that's what you want to use that, that story was bought. Yes, <laughs> that's what he said by the mainstream media in this country. I would submit they didn't believe it either. But they went with it anyway because it was it fits it checks so many boxes for him, Ray. Yeah, you know and, that 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 kind of stuff and, happens. Yeah,
2: you know the part about the part about happening to be in Chicago, two a.m. And just in happened, January, in January, when it's freezing cold, it right. just happened to run into two guys who just happen to be wearing maga hats, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. What? What really are the chances?
1: Oh yes, yeah. but all those uh, Robin Roberts, you remember her? Yeah. From right, right. ABC, mm-hmm. and she's mm-hmm. sitting there interviewing Jesse Smollett, and he's telling this this wild, crazy story, and she doesn't even challenge him. <laughs> nope. Huh? So they wanted to buy it. The liberal media wanted to say. Whenever you hear one of these stories, like Duke Lacrosse, uh, right, you you just better hold off because a lot of times uh, the stories break down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the media wants to believe. Yes. As Biden will say tonight, that the MAGA Republicans are out to destroy America mm-hmm. and are a threat to our. Yeah. You
3: watch the media coverage of that Biden speech tonight. They will accept whatever he says, right, and and turn it into gold, right. He oh, he's exactly hey, right. Hey, if not for
1: Peter Ducey, as far as the White House, yes. covering the White House goes, we we <laughs> there'd be no point in having press conferences. They they could just release whatever they wanted to say the White House, and it and most of the media there just repeat regurgitate what they say uncritical of, of of their uh, of their statements.
3: And listen, I I just want to say, and it's my opinion. But what he accuses
1: conservatives of tonight, he is guilty of. Right. Yes. Oh, yeah. And by the way, hmm. just a technicality, but it's an important one. We don't have a democracy yes. in America. I keep hearing this over and over and over again. A democracy. Now, we have a form of democracy in the sense that it's a representative form republic, of government right. people get to vote right. for their leaders but we have something much better than a true democracy correct? which is mob rule in many ways we have a constitutional republic that protects the rights of even people in the minority mm-hmm. of viewpoints okay that's a big difference between so when the democrats keep saying uh, the republicans are out to destroy our democracy i want to say what de- what are you talking about
0: yeah. You're making the exact point that David Barton made in a story that's running today on AFR.
1: Why didn't you interview me? I could have said the I same. should have.
0: I will <laughs> next time.
1: <laughs> huh? So we have to go outside the ministry to get? I'm only kidding. David Barton is a brilliant man and a great friend of mine and has a nice ranch out in West Texas. I enjoy visiting mm-hmm. every four or five years where we hunt armadillo. Well, <laughs> and, wi- and wild boar, <laughs> actually wild boar. And I don't hunt much of anything. I just follow, follow you them. Hang out with David. I just hang out with David. He's a cool guy. <laughs> Talks really fast though for a Texan. Mm-hmm. He does. You ever heard him? He'll, oh yeah, got a lot I to have. say. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> he running, knows a lot of stuff. I know. I'm running like three sentences behind him <laughs> in my mind. You know, uh, as I try to listen to my brother. All right, uh, thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Fred. You bet. Ray, thank you. Thank you, Tim. Brent Creeley, our producer, I thank him, Alex and uh let's see. Gary Bauer and College football tonight, baby. We'll yes. see you tomorrow. <laughs>